What is up, everybody? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my reaction to the NFL trade deadline. We're going to be talking about the Denver Broncos trading away star pass rusher Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. The Jacksonville Jaguars traded for Calvin Ridley. Even though he can't play this season due to a suspension, the Pittsburgh Steelers traded away one of my favorite wide receivers in the league, Chase Claypool. He now is a member of the Chicago Bears. And the Detroit Lions traded away star tight end TJ Hawkinson to their division rival, the Minnesota Vikings. What the hell are the Detroit Lions doing right now in the front office? Because that made absolutely no sense. We're going to talk about it. If this is your first time tuning in to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore and on Instagram at JT Sports underscore. If you're listening to this episode of the podcast on YouTube, make sure that you go ahead, leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. We are currently at 49 five-star reviews. Can we get the 55 star reviews by the end of this week? Because I, listen, we've been at 49 five star reviews for a whole entire year. It's been over a year and a half since we have received another five star review. Can we please get the 55 star reviews by the end of this week? Let's make that happen. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. Listen to the JT Sports Podcast on all podcasting platforms and leave a five-star review. The Denver Broncos traded away Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. The Denver Broncos are receiving a 2023 first-round pick from the Dolphins. The Dolphins acquired this pick from their trade with the 49ers in last year's draft. Then they also are receiving a fourth round pick for the 2024 draft. They receive Chase Edmonds. We already know they are getting Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth round selection. When you look at this trade for the Miami Dolphins, their pass rush is definitely going to be one of the best in the NFL after this trade. Because before you had Melvin Ingram, and he's been okay, but obviously you can tell that he's getting up there in years. And you got Jalen Phillips, who right now I think is on pace for having a Pro Bowl season. He has three sacks. He's been really good against the run as well. And you pair him up with Bradley Chubb, who is also having a Pro Bowl caliber season as well. He has five and a half sacks on the year at this moment. I'm really excited for what this move does for the Miami Dolphins moving forward as a team. Because now, I think the Dolphins quietly are Dark Horse Super Bowl contenders. And it may sound a little crazy to say that. Because you look at how their offensive line has played this year. It's been a little inconsistent at times. But over the last couple of weeks, they have been getting the ball out really fast. So... With how fast their offense is playing and with the addition of Bradley Chubb on that defensive line, 
improving that pass rush, the Dolphins defense is going to get extremely good as we progress throughout the latter half of this year. And I'm really excited to see what Bradley Chubb is going to do in the Miami Dolphins uniform. Now for the Denver Broncos, if you are a Denver fan right now, I know you have to be really hurt because a couple of years ago, you drafted Bradley Chubb in the top 10 and you were thinking, golly, man, we have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Who's going to stop this? And yet we rarely got a chance to see it because neither one could stay healthy. And then last year you ship off Von Miller to the Rams. We already know what happens. And then you still have Bradley Chubb. And then this season you hear the rumors about Bradley Chubb potentially getting traded but at the same time, you would like to believe that Denver still hasn't given up on the year and that Bradley Chubb is a pivotal part of that defense, but yet they still decide to trade him anyway. And I guess they feel like it wasn't a point in trying to keep him because he does have some contract negotiations that need to be worked out because he is a pending free agent at the end of this year so for the Dolphins they're going to have to figure out a way to work out that cat number but I really like what the Dolphins have on the defensive side of the football with this trade and for the Devil Broncos I mean you get a first round selection for next year's draft so you can use that to give Russell Wilson some more help Chase Edmonds is definitely going to be utilized in your offense. At least he should be utilized in your offense because right now you don't really have a lot of options that are reliable in the passing game outside of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So you bring in Chase Edmonds. This is somebody who is really good catching the ball out of the backfield. And he honestly wasn't bad with the Dolphins. I felt like he started the season out pretty good, but he kind of got fizzled out of the offense as Raheem Mostert started to get more carries. So he kind of ended up being the odd man out in their running back room. But Chase Edmonds definitely could be a really good addition for the Denver Broncos, especially in third down situations. So overall, if I had to pick a winner in this trade, I have to go with the Miami Dolphins. Yes, the Denver Broncos are getting a first round selection, Chase Edmonds in a mid round selection from this. But at the same time, with these draft picks, you don't know what they're going to turn into. You don't know if Denver is going to draft the next future Hall of Famer or if they're going to draft another bust. So with these draft selections, you know you always have to take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, it is good to stack draft picks and everybody is excited about what the future holds, what they could turn into. But at the same time, I don't think nothing defeats getting a proven star player. And over the last couple of years, we have seen teams such as the Rams make trades and try to get additional star pieces to help propel them into the Super Bowl. It's like they already have a good team. Why not continue to add more pieces? So for the Dolphins, this team looks really scary. I think this is a team that is not being talked about enough when it comes to the Super Bowl conversation. The Jacksonville Jaguars traded away Calvin Ridley. Now, I want you guys to bear with me because this trade is a lot to unpack. 
So according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the Atlanta Falcons are trading away former first-round pick Calvin Ridley to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Falcons, in return, are receiving two future draft picks. Now, these draft picks could range in Matt's compensation of a 2023 fifth-round selection, a 2024 second-round selection, which is conditional upon if he gets reinstated. Now, if Calvin Ridley doesn't get reinstated by a certain date, that 2023 fifth-round selection turns into a sixth-round pick. Now, if Ridley does end up getting reinstated and he ends up making the team and he gets significant playing time, then in 2024, that second-round draft pick could at least be a fourth-round pick. Well, not the second-round draft pick, but the second draft pick that they acquired in this trade could at least be a fourth-round pick. And then... If he reaches the playing time threshold that they have in this trade, that pick could turn into a third rounder and the Jacksonville Jaguars end up giving a second round pick to the Atlanta Falcons if they are able to come to agreement to a long term deal. So this trade is a lot to unpack It's really confusing. Now, Calvin Ridley got suspended back in March. So he's able to apply for reinstatement on February the 15th of 2023. And for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, yeah, you can't use them this year. But I mean, at least you build for the future next season. Now you're going to have Calvin Ridley. You pair him up with Christian Kirk, who is having a fantastic season and I don't really know what you're going to do after that because Marvin Jones hasn't really looked all that good. It finally looks like the years are now starting to catch up with them. Zay Jones, he's been okay at times, but this trade definitely was pretty awkward. You could have traded for Chase Claypool. Like, why Calvin Ridley? Is it the fact that you view him as a potential superstar wide receiver and you view this trade as a steal because you can get him for minimum compensation, not having to give up a lot due to the circumstances that he's in. Like, I'm really having a hard time trying to understand the technicalities for why Jacksonville would trade for a wide receiver that they can't use this year when there's other wide receivers on the market that they could have acquired Jerry Judy Kadarius Tony this is just really head scratching but for the Atlanta Falcons I mean if he does end up getting a new deal done and he does get reinstated then you get a some couple of draft picks to go along with it but this is just a really odd trade, and I'm just really confused with it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just really confused with it. But, you know, I do like the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars are trying to build around their young quarterback and Trevor Lawrence. So I am going to give them props for that. But, you know, really still don't understand why trade for a wide receiver that can't play this year when you can get wide receivers that can play this year you feel me like it's nothing to give up a second round pick for chase claypool chase claypool is a really good deep threat that the jacksonville jaguars could use but calvin ridley when he's on the field he's really good 
Next season, if he ends up getting reinstated, he's slated to earn a base salary of $11 million. He is going to be a free agent in 2024. Now, my concern with this trade is this. If Calvin Ridley gets reinstated, you know, how long is it going to take for him to really get back into football form? And yeah, you can say, well, JT, he's going to have summer conditioning. He's going to have training camp and all that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, there is nothing that defeats real live in-game action. And the last time we've seen Calvin Ridley suit up in the NFL game was October 24th, 2021. So by the time he ends up coming back, well, if he is able to play next season, if he gets reinstated, it will be nearly two years since Calvin Ridley has played in the NFL game. So you just kind of got to wonder just, you know, how good is he going to be or how long is it going to take him to get back into football form? And then plus, he's a little bit on the older side of 20. Now, he's not old, but he's on the older side of 20. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars could have traded for not only wide receivers who were eligible to play this season, but they also could have traded for younger wide receivers who could have played this year, plus who were on rookie contracts. You get Chase Claypool on a rookie contract. You could have gotten Kadarius Tony on a rookie contract. Jerry Judy, same thing. Like, you know, this trade was really head-scratching. But, you know, this team did get better. They just didn't get better immediately which kind of doesn't make sense to me considering where they are at at this point of the season. But let me know how you guys feel about this trade. Really odd, really weird. It, it, it's just, it just doesn't really register with me why Jacksonville trades for a wide receiver who is suspended for the season. But this was even more head-scratching, right? The Detroit Lions... Traded away TJ Hawkinson. Now, I didn't know that the Detroit Lions had any intentions of giving up TJ Hawkinson. But I'm not complaining because I have TJ Hawkinson on all of my fantasy teams. He definitely is going to help elevate me to my championships with this trade going to Minnesota. Minnesota right now, their offense is fantastic. It's on fire. Irv Smith just got put on IR. So it makes sense for the Minnesota Vikings to go ahead with this trade. And I wonder, you know, when Minnesota called Detroit, if Minnesota called Detroit first, you know, I wonder if they were confident that Detroit was willing to trade them TJ Hawkinson. Because you know, they do play in the same division. So I wonder if the general manager for Minnesota was kind of like, yeah, man, so, like, how's your day going? I wonder if they were just having a casual conversation, and then he was like, oh, man, you know, Earl Smith, we just had to put him on injury reserve. You know, TJ Hawkinson, we would love to have him. You know, we'll give you a second and a third round pick for him, what you say? And I guess Brad Holmes was just like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Go ahead, go ahead. Not realizing that he was giving up TJ Hawkinson to his divisional rival. Now, if you're a Lions fan, you're probably looking at this trade saying, JT, why do you care? We got picks. And the Lions do receive 
pretty solid compensation. They get a second round pick for 2023's NFL draft and a third round selection in the 2024 NFL draft. And the Minnesota Vikings get TJ Hawkinson, a 2023 fourth round selection and a 2024 fourth round selection. But I mean, even though the Detroit Lions do get picks, you know, I still view this trade as a L because it's like, why does Detroit already at this point of the season, why are they already shipping off key pieces of their team? And you can say, well, JT, TJ Hawkinson, outside of that big game he had against Seattle, he didn't really do much. Okay, but I mean, this is still somebody who is a key cog in your offense. And he has been more involved over the last couple of weeks. So I don't really understand why just trade him away, especially at this point in the season with Detroit, if they are trying to compete for a playoff spot. And you know, it's just really disappointing. And maybe I'm just a little bit naive because I would like to think that Detroit at the midway point of the season, isn't already trying to throw in the bag. Because that is just so sad for Detroit Lions fans. Because Detroit Lions fans are some of the most passionate fans in the NFL. And this is probably one of the most underrated fan bases in the NFL. Like, I am surprised every time I come on this platform and I find a new Detroit Lions YouTube channel. And it's just so disheartening to see what this fan base gets put through. Brad Holmes, why would you trade one of your key players to your rival? That makes no sense at all. Like, I would like to think, you know, some franchises can't be sorry forever. But I'm really starting to think that the Detroit Lions may suck for the rest of our lives. Because decisions like this are ride the Lions are where they are as a franchise right now. I mean, TJ Hawkinson is going to do some great things with the Vikings. You see what their offense has done so far. And plus, he's an upgrade over Irv Smith. And Irv Smith has pretty much been a letdown up to this point he hasn't really been able to stay on the field and he's kind of struggled to find his footing in the league so you bring in tj hawkinson and you pair him up with justin jefferson and adam Thielen. this minnesota vikings passing attack is probably the best in the league right now and you couple that with the fact that they have dalvin cook and alexander madison I think that the Minnesota Vikings may end up giving the Philadelphia Eagles a legitimate run for their money, and we're not talking enough about Minnesota. And yes, they do have a first-year head coach in Kevin O'Connell, and I can't recall the last time a first-year head coach has made it to a Super Bowl, but damn, the Minnesota Vikings right now have a really good team. And for the Detroit Lions, it's really weird that we're at the midway point and we're talking about the NFL draft, which is several months ahead and we're in November. And we, and we do this 
over, almost every single year when it comes to Detroit Lions, ever since the Detroit Lions fired Jim Caldwell, because remember, 9-7 wasn't good enough, every single year since then, by the mid the midway point of the NFL season, we're talking about what should the Lions do in next year's NFL draft. And we're in November, guys. Remember this. We're in November. And by the midway point, Detroit Lions fans are already looking at what the team should do in the draft. Really, really disappointing. And that tells you everything you need to know about what the Detroit Lions have been as an organization for over the span of decades. Bad decision making. Stupid trades. I mean, why would you trade TJ Hawkinson to a team in your division? I would like to believe that there were other teams out there outside of this division that were willing to give up a second and a third round pick for a guy who is, what, a top five, top ten tight end in the league right now? When healthy and when used effectively? I mean, they just gave TJ Hawkinson to Kevin O'Connell. Do you see what Kevin O... Did Brad Holmes not see what the Minnesota Vikings currently have on their roster right now? Like, does he not see... I know he goes to the games. Does he not see that they already had Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook? So I guess he just said, damn, let's just go ahead and make an already good team an even better team inside our division. I feel so bad for Lions fans. And if you're a Lions fan, you know this trade is an L. You can look at it from any angle and say you got draft picks, but you could have got this same compensation, I'm pretty sure, from another team. Now, Brad Holtz comes out and he says that the Minnesota Vikings offered the most. I still think this trade is an L for you. I still think it's better to not make teams in your division stronger and trade some of your best assets outside the conference so they don't end up biting you in the butt. Because Minnesota's going to retain TJ Hawkinson. They're going to keep him, and TJ Hawkinson could end up biting the Detroit Lions in the butt. What if two years down the line, the Detroit Lions are in a must-win game week 17, and they need to win this game to get into the playoffs, and TJ Hawkinson scores a game-winning touchdown and ends their season. Imagine that happens. Everybody's going to be looking at Brian Holmes if he still is the general manager. And we're just going to be like, damn, bro. What was wrong with you? What was going through your head when you made this trade? Really, really sad trade we got to talk about. The Pittsburgh Steelers traded away wide receiver Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears. Chase Claypool was one of my favorite players on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's really unfortunate that the Steelers weren't able to utilize Chase Claypool more. When Chase Claypool got drafted by the Steelers in the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft out of Notre Dame, Steeler Nation was really excited. You had a wide receiver who's 6'4", 238 pounds, runs a pretty fast 40 time, and yet... He comes and he gets limited in the offense that has a quarterback that struggled to push the football downfield. Not only that, 
but an offensive coordinator, two incompetent offensive coordinators that didn't know that Chase Claypool was a really good deep threat. Why not take more shots at throwing him the football? But yet, the Pittsburgh Steelers were not able to maximize the strengths and the potential of Chase Claypool. And now he's going to go to the Chicago Bears and he's going to thrive. But Pittsburgh does get a second round pick in return and Pittsburgh does do pretty well with their second round selections. And the Steelers have been doing a really phenomenal job in the draft over the last couple of years. They've been finding some really good value. You look at how well George Pickens has performed so far this season. Of course, his stock is going to elevate. Now he's going to be a major contributor in this offense. And the thing with Chase Claypool is the common denominator for why a lot of good wide receivers most of the time have to leave Pittsburgh. Because it's so much talent in the wide receiver room almost every single season that there's too many mouths to feed. So these wide receivers go on to different teams and end up balling out. You look at what Emmanuel Sanders did when he left and joined the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning. He had some really good years. And for the Chicago Bears, they are lacking a true wide receiver, a true number one, up prior to this trade happening. Now you get a guy who not only is a fantastic deep threat, but Chase Claypool has the potential to develop into a really good all-around wide receiver because his route running needs a lot of work and a lot of refinement. But if his route running can continue to develop over the next couple of seasons, the Chicago Bears are going to have a really good quarterback wide receiver duo with Justin Fields throwing to Chase Claypool. Because, I mean, it seems like the only way the Pittsburgh Steelers could get the most out of Chase Claypool other than throwing deep balls to him was jet sweeps. It was just really disappointing. And for Chicago now, you got Justin Fields, who is a really good deep ball thrower. He threw a really accurate deep ball during his time as the quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And we haven't really had the opportunity to see how well he throws the deep ball because Chicago hasn't really had a lot of opportunities to throw the football downfield because the wide receivers don't get open enough. And let's not forget about Darnell Mooney. You know, how many of you guys drafted Darnell Mooney in your fantasy leagues and right now you're hurting because he hasn't been producing like you thought he would? I'm in that same vote. And this trade now kind of helps him out because now he can go back to reverting as being that number two wide receiver, which is what I think Darnell Mooney is best at. I think he has the capability of being a fringe wide receiver one at times, but he's not somebody who you overly rely on week in and week out to be your primary wide receiver. You look at Chase Claypool, I think he's going to be a good complimentary piece to Darnell Mooney because now I think Darnell Mooney can do a little bit more work inside if Chicago wants to try to throw him more passes inside the numbers then you let Chase Claypool do all the dirty work outside of the numbers and then hopefully this opens up tight end Cole Clement he can get a little bit more involved in the offense because I mean he pretty much hasn't done anything neither prior to last week 
So I think that the Chicago Bears offense just got a hell of a lot better with the addition of Chase Claypool. And for Pittsburgh, it, it just hurts as a fan because you don't want to see good football players leave. But the Steelers just have so much talent in the receiver room. Somebody was going to have to get traded. This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure that you guys like the video, subscribe to the channel for more NFL videos and content. Make sure that you guys check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify.